This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Pulling back the curtain just a smidge here and maybe offering some described video for folks at home who are uh, blind or low vision. My hair is a little crazy today. Uh, It's kind of sticking up in weird positions, and I spent part of the first segment, whenever we were throwing to a news clip, putting some water on it, trying to tamp it down. And uh, that didn't work. So during the break, Eliza Rocco literally had to run down the hall from the control room with hair gel and try to get my hair into a uh, semblance of sanity. Uh, Work in progress over here, but big thanks to Eliza for at least uh, making me look a smidge more professional this morning. As of 2020, the average life expectancy for Canadians is about 81 years old. That's a pretty good run. But let's face it, if you could prolong your life you might try anything. That's Peter Attia's mentality. Peter is a longevity expert and best-selling author, and he's highlighted in an interview feature in McLean's Magazine. And Don Dickinson is the content curator for McLean's Magazine on AMI-audio and has thoughts on this article. Hey, good morning, Don. Hey there, Dave. <laughs> I think your hair looks wonderful. Thank you, Don. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm probably due for another cheap haircut, or maybe I should lay out the big bucks and get a proper haircut, and then maybe we wouldn't have these problems uh, in the mornings. <laughs> so, Don, a little bit of a terminology here to, to sort of set a groundwork. Atia practices something called Medicine 3.0. What does he mean by that? Well, uh, you know, he, he, he's very well regarded. Uh, he's a Toronto native and he, um, you know, he's a physician and he's got a lot of background in health and he devised this system called 3.0 and it's a visionary, visionary approach to healthcare that manages disease before it starts. He says it uses a combination of exercise, nutrition, sleep, the occasional supplement and emotional wellness. It's also the thesis of Outlive his new wildly popular death-defying book. <laughs> uh, wow, eating right, sleeping good, exercising. Uh, I'll, I'll pass. I'll pass on all three of those, <laughs> on all three of those fronts. So you mentioned the book Outlive. Uh, it's about prolonging life. How much of his own work is f- rooted in his own fear of mortality? Well, very much so. I mean, he started on this uh, uh, mission because of the fact that most of the men in his family died uh, in their 40s and 50s of cardiac disease, believe it or not. Um, He is quite the specimen. He keeps himself tremendously, you know, prime and healthy, and he exercises constantly. Uh, Even with Arnold, he mentions in the article that he was pumping iron the other day with good old Arnold. Arnold Schwarzenegger? uh, No way. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Man. Like, like he—he's really up there when it comes to the stars. He's—he's he's very much, um, 
you know, like uh, the health guy now, right now. And uh, as I say, he was a Toronto native. So, you know, we got to be proud of this guy. <laughs> I uh, I don't know if the control room can throw his uh, picture back on screen here, but he does look quite fit. I would say the jawline is the jawline of someone who lifts a lot of weights. Not a lot, doesn't have a lot of the Dave Brown chin going on there. That is a square, <laughs> strong jawline that he's got there. Nice broad shoulders too. So maybe all that pumping iron is uh, paying some dividends. Uh, Don, he, you mentioned he's a Toronto, Toronto native, but doesn't live in Canada anymore. In fact, he said in interviews he would not live in Canada if his life depended on it. Here's where things might get a little controversial, but also interesting. How does he compare yeah. the U.S. and Canadian healthcare systems? Yeah, I, I thought this was very interesting. He says the U.S. and Canada each do uh, certain things exceptionally well uh, that the other one does horribly. I thought that was very well put. The U.S. Uh, maximizes for quality. Uh, that's the reason he says single... Um, uh, that's the single reason he says that persons uh, that really need uh, special attention to their health, they go to the States for the best care. But, uh, but um, he also says that Canada does things exceptionally well. Uh, in Canada, we optimize access. Nobody gets health care all that fast, but we do get generally good health care. We keep costs low and the care is really good. Now, mm -hmm. I have a tendency to disagree with this because I've had a couple of health issues recently, and I must say that I was treated with expediency and the best of care like um you know it, it's mm -hmm. one of those things where you know obviously uh, if you have a bad experience it it it, it colors your experience oh, right certainly certainly but, but generally speaking i think we have uh you know as he says great access and uh you know we're we're constantly being monitored and we and if you have a good doctor i think that's key. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, you know it, it, it's it's a really interesting point don it's it's not it's not an uncontroversial one but it's an interesting one because he's right and you're right access to healthcare matters at a fundamental level, there's something completely immoral about the United States healthcare system that it leaves so many people out and things like having a baby or getting sick can potentially bankrupt you, right? Like how, oh, can, yeah. you, how can you have a society that does that? But there is a quality of care, and especially from the perspective of preventative medicine, that's where the United States, if you have money, is a totally different world. Canada, yeah. in my experience, is really good at dealing with a crisis. For years and years, I was dealing with some tumors on my throat, but it wasn't to the point of a crisis, so the system kept shuffling me down until one morning I showed up with the, at the emergency room coughing up a bunch of blood, and then all of a sudden the system went into action to be like, oh, we need to do something about this guy with tumors in his throat. So I, I, I do think that Canada has a, has a tendency to wait till something is dramatically wrong but then, yeah. the, but then the system will snap into action in a really effective way. But as I continue to borrow um, just observations from my own meandering life experience, my father might not be crazy about me airing his business here on the television, but he's dealing with serious arthritis in his hip, significant arthritis in his hip. And the doctor in Canada says, well, when that gets really bad, we'll do the hip replacement for you. But my dad lives four or five months a year down in Arizona, and he is actively contemplating right now 
how much am I willing to go out of pocket to get this yeah. taken care of now and not deal with three or four years of pain while I'm waiting for a hip replacement? So, I, 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 again, I'm acknowledging the immorality, but I'm also acknowledging the efficiency and the choices that people can make if they have the resources in the system. Yes, and that's exactly what it comes down to. It comes down to the bottom line of money. You know, if you've got it, you can get great health care in the States. If you don't, you're... You're not that yeah. lucky. <laughs> I, can, I can tell you were looking for an expression there that might be the acronym <laughs> SOL, but uh, we're not going to say that one on the air today. Uh, Don, let, let's jump a little bit more into this article because it's, it's a really interesting one. It's like super, super interesting. He talks about health trends, and there are certainly no shortages of health trends out there in the world. I think uh, the sort of Atkins high-protein, low-carb diet is one that continues to uh, live in infamy for years and years. Uh, Don, I don't know that I've messed around with a health fad per se, maybe not explicitly so. What about you? Have you ever messed around with a health trend? Well, no, not really. It, you know, like I'm a diabetic and uh, sometimes when you have that, um, you know, you have something like that, you, ca you can't really mess around. Yeah, yeah. as a diabetic, you know, you have to do consistent things and you have to... You know, eat small meals and, and you have to eat them regularly and all the rest of it. And, you know, even when you have a medical procedure like I had a couple of weeks ago where it necessitates you kind of not eating for a little while, you know, the fasting, that kind of thing, mm -hmm. or a blood test that makes you fast for 12 hours, uh, it can be a problem when you're diabetic, you know, because there's certain things that you have to do. So, no, I, I, I don't mess around basically because my system wouldn't allow me to. Yeah, you, you know, you, you said the word fasting there. That actually is one of the the big trends these days, the intermittent fasting, where yeah. basically you won't eat for 16 hours and then you can basically eat as much as you want, <laughs> not quite inside eight hours, but you're sort of given free reign to, to be a wild person inside those eight hours. So yeah, yeah. I, I, a lot of these health trends I do, I, I would say probably boil down to a lot of diet or fitness, right? Like uh, the, the folks who do the cold plunges and the ice baths every day, that is not a life for me. I'm not, first thing in the morning, you think this guy's jumping into a bath full of ice? No chance. No, no. And I also have arrhythmia. So, I mean, jumping oh, no. into a, I mean, forget that, you know, like, why would you put yourself in jeopardy, you know? Uh, Don, one more question here. Uh, how do you personally feel about the idea of prolonging life? As I'm rapidly approaching 40 years old, I'm already tired all the time. I don't know if I want to go uh, up to 120 or 130 here. Uh, no, I think a large portion of that, the longevity factor, is health, right? I mean, if you are, um, I mean, I know people that are in their 60s that are decrepit, and I know people that are in their 80s and 90s that are not. So I think if you if you were healthy, I mean, really, you know, truly healthy, right? And 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 you don't have bad hips, and your knees can carry your weight. Well, then I think, yeah, you could you know, live into your late 90s. I personally am not one to believe that, uh, you know, longevity is a, is a great thing if if you're not healthy, right? Mm -hmm, because, mm -hmm. I mean, why would you want to spend your last 10 years sick, you know? You know, you know Don, that's, that sort of boils back to this idea of the American healthcare system versus the Canadian healthcare system, quality of life versus quantity of life. Just making it to 110 doesn't necessarily mean something 
if living to 110, if those last sort of 10 or 15 years aren't particularly uh, engaging. That said, Don, I met uh, an, an older woman in the elevator in the office building yesterday, you know, in her 80s or so, maybe about four foot 11, like little tiny, little tiny old lady. Dawn, you should have seen you should have seen her walking. She was walking faster to me. She held the door for me <laughs> on the way out of the building. I was like, heck yeah, get it, girl. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, there you go, you know. <laughs> like uh like we we have really good longevity in our family, you know, and uh my grandmother was perfectly healthy until 86. Uh and you know, uh that's when she she passed and you know, I, I mean that would be that would be fine with me. Yeah, that's a good it's a good run. Hey Don, thank you for this. I know you had a second article, but let's uh, maybe hold that uh, let's hold that okay. for another for yeah. another time. Thank you for this. Always appreciate hearing your insights. Have a wonderful day. Talk to you next week. Okay, Dave. Take care. Bye-bye. That's Don Dickinson, content curator at AMI-audio. McLean's Magazine airs weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern time on the mighty airwaves of AMI-audio. Coming up next, there are a lot of origins around Halloween. Journalist Rebecca Dingwell explores some of the pagan traditions. This is Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.